there are pros, there are cons, and they are both highly debated as we continue to have the conversation around paying off your mortgage early or investing for higher returns. While investing has the potential to yield extremely high returns, it also comes at the risk of losing money. On the contrary, other than the benefit of paying off your mortgage early, what is the benefit of paying off your mortgage early? While this is debated quite frequently, the question still remains. Is it worth foregoing the opportunity to invest and potentially earn more to pay off my home? In today's episode, we're going to dive into this exact question and answer it once and for all. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Welcome to the Financial Mirror and thanks for joining me today as we continue to work to improve the one thing that we can control ourselves. Here at the Financial Mirror, it is not about the numbers and spreadsheets alone, but about transforming and educating you on money so that you can make smarter financial decisions. This is the first time you're joining in. Don't forget to hit subscribe on YouTube to be notified of all the new episodes as they release. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave a five-star review and a written comment as those go a long way in spreading this information to more and more listeners. Now, uh, we were at a luncheon And there was a conversation that unfolded, right? And the conversation was around, do I invest money or pay off my home early? And I sat there quietly, not deciding to get into this debate. As I could tell, I was potentially the minority in this conversation. Uh, Let's just say that instantly in my brain was like, this is going to be this week's episode because I know for a fact that many people are thinking about this, especially now that we have gotten past the COVID piece and people are locked in with these like two and three and 4% mortgage rates are like the market's picking up. Everything's starting to look a little bit better, right? In the stock market And it's leading a lot of people to think, you know what, maybe I should just invest instead of paying off my home, right? Instead of paying off my home, that is going to be a highly debated topic. So I want you to start off and I want you to think about this. Imagine how it would feel if if you currently have a mortgage that applies to you, but think about how would it feel if you didn't owe another penny on your home, right? No more monthly payments, no more interest charges, just full on own your home, right? And as we go through this episode, I want you to keep that in mind because paying off your mortgage early has pros and cons. As I I alluded to at the beginning of this, investing has pros and cons, as I alluded to at the beginning of this. It's highly debated and you could, and I'm here to tell you that, you know, like, You could go either way. You really could go either way. But I'm hoping at the end of this episode, you can see why paying off your home early is better than investing. It is better than investing. And and I'm hoping I can convince you of that. If I can't, 
you know what? I tried, but I decided I was going to put all of my words into this episode and then try to get this information out because um, it, investing returns aren't guaranteed. You know, there's a lot of pros and cons to this whole thing. But what I want to go over today is exactly what that conversation at that table was being had. And I, and I heard, I heard the, I heard the, the points, all valid points. First and foremost, everything is valid, but I want to show you the key piece that was not being discussed that plays very, very much into this scenario. So we're going to go through a couple things. I've got kind of four key points I want to talk about. Um, and then I'm going to end this with giving you some tips on how you can pay off your mortgage faster, because that does help you to, to really start to think about how I can get ahead, how I can uh, work toward the, the whatever the financial goal that you're working towards, how I can get there faster, uh, paying off the mortgage. If you're on that baby step, if you're on that piece of your financial journey, just want to give you a couple tips that can help you get there a little faster. Okay. So we're going to start off, we're going to get into the very first point. And, and like I said, four quick points and, and some tips at the end. And I'm hoping I can convince you that paying off your mortgage early is a better plan, a better play than actually investing for higher returns. Okay. So first point that I want to hit on very first point is returns aren't guaranteed in the market. You can see in this slide right here that the market has, has went up and down over the years. It truly has gone up and down over the years. Uh, you can see that as early as, as like 2018-ish, um, um, like when we had that big pullback for COVID, uh, sort of the end, beginning of 2019 type of thing. You can see 2008 also, big pullbacks. All of these things are big pullbacks where if you were... If you were going through this, you would have experienced negative returns instead of those positive returns you were thinking about. So, you know, you've got 2001, you got 2008, you have all these things. Now, I'm not, I'm not, you, you can look at this chart and you can see this is kind of all the way back to like 1925, I think is when this started, 1926, something like that. Uh, the, you can see the first date on here, 1930. But what I want to say is this, is that even though there's, there's tons of green, there's tons of positive, the market averages a seven to 10%. It kind of varies, you know, each year, but seven to 10% is pretty, pretty normal. You're probably not in a seven to 10% mortgage unless you sign one in the past month. Uh, but, and I did an episode on that last week, please go watch it. If you want to talk about opportunity costs, buying power for, for home buying. But if you didn't, if you're not sitting up there in a seven and 8% mortgage rate on your home, you're in this boat because you're like, man, I got a 3%. I just need it to, if it's return to seven or 10, why, why would I miss that opportunity to invest and get bigger returns? So bad years happen, 2001, 2008, 2018, like all those things, that, and there's tons of years that are way worse than, than even uh, some of the big positive years, but no one can predict the future. And you're going to look at me and you're going to say, well, you know, I can withstand the downturns for all the positives you could, you could make that argument. You could, um, and you may win this, this one point, I got four points to make, and you may win this one point. You may look at it and say, overall, the market returns on average, like a seven to 10%. So even on the downturns, I, I could, uh, potentially, you know, win out, 
but no one can predict the future. And this is kind of the stance that I have on this. Nobody predicts the future. And you're betting on, let's say you signed a 15-year mortgage. You're betting that over the next 15 years, you're going to net a 7 to 10%. Because 7 to 10% is kind of over the length of history of the market. We could have had, like, look at the very beginning of, of the chart that, that, that I showed. And the first, out of the first uh, six years, four of them were negative right? First six years. So that you're almost halfway through with your mortgage and you had four bad years, right? Like it, it is possible. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but it is possible. So just keep that in mind that you cannot predict the future. So while the market averages it, you don't know what the next 15 years holds. You sign a 30 year mortgage, you don't know what the next 30 years holds, right? So, so just keep that in mind. No one can predict the future. Next piece. And this is the one that I really, really, really stand behind is uh, there opportunity costs in the market ignores vastly ignores the emotional benefits of paying off your home early, right? Math, math. If, if, if everything was a math equation, right? If everything was a math equation, no one would be in debt. Like, and that's true. That's really true. If, if everything was a math equation, no one would be in debt. Because everyone would say, look, I don't make enough money to buy that, so I don't have enough to buy it. So I just don't buy it, right? But it's not a math equation. Everything about money is emotional. Like 80% of money is emotional. So opportunity costs in the market has takes all emotion out of it, right? You're going completely off of math. And we know that finances is 80% emotional. Well, you're you've missed 80% of the equation you're making a decision on 20% knowledge, right? So what I'm, what I'm getting after is that if, if you're, if you're going to have that debate and say, well, opportunity cost and investing is going to give me more. If you're going to have the debate, you have to also think about the opportunity cost. What happens in, in that first six years of, of returns and their four of the years are negative, right? How are you going to be feeling at that point? Are you going to stop investing right? You're going to stop and you're going to jump off the roller coaster and stop investing and now start putting more into your house because you're realizing that the plan wasn't working. I don't know. And, and if you're honest with yourself, you don't know because the headspace you're in right this moment while the market's looking promising is not the headspace you're going to be in after watching six years and four of them being down, right? You're going to be thinking totally different. So you can't make the decision. You can't say, I'm going to do this on the basis of, of how you're going to feel in the future. Okay. So you you have to you have to take that out, but you have to think about that. It, we we look at this and, and we've talked about this in the past. But you, you you people say why why use the debt snowball versus debt avalanche, right? People talk about that, but the reason is 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 that eighty percent emotional. One out of ten people that start the debt avalanche actually finish it because there's a, there's there's an emotional aspect. While the finances, the dollars, the math makes sense that you may save money. It's losing the emotional aspect and the, the snowball allows for you to see those small wins very early on to get you emotionally prepared and, 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 and hardened for the, the future, right? The future pieces that, that are going to fall into place. So I say all that to say that that is a part that's missing. When you have a conversation, you say, well, opportunity costs for investing. There's opportunity miss when you're not investing and you're putting it into your home early. Sure. But you're missing 80% of the equation. People are very, very emotional, especially around money. So you take that away and you're basing it on 20% knowledge. So, so keep that in mind. But there is 
tons of pride that comes in home ownership. There's security in, in the, the emotional aspect of what happens if you just stop investing because you know, like, like you, you're you're carrying this thing out for 15 years, right? By the way, most people when they fully commit to, and there's studies out here that show there's most people when they fully commit to I'm paying off my home early, they pay it off in seven years, right? They pay it off in seven years because they fully commit to it. If there's pride in that, there's pride in that. And I'm going to show you a couple charts in just a second, but there's pride in that. There's security. What if your income changes in, in 10 years? Your house is paid off. Income change doesn't affect you as much. 30, 30 to 40% of people's income goes toward their house. You can get rid of that. You've got 30 to 40% of income that's now more expendable, right? Like it's more, it's more able to go toward things that, that, that you would like to do or things that you have to do because of an, of an emergency. So keep that in mind, keep that in mind, but you have to keep, you have to keep the emotional part of it in this equation. The next piece is that uh, Dave Ramsey studied 10,000 millionaires. The third, this is the third, the third piece that I want to talk about. Third talking point, third fact, third, whatever you want to call it. Millionaires have paid off homes. Dave Ramsey studied 10,000 millionaires. I'm going to say 10 million millionaires, but 10,000 millionaires. Research found that most had no mortgage debt, right? Most had no mortgage debt, but they're millionaires, right? They're millionaires. So what it does is, and we're going to, we're going to look at this, but it frees up a large, large amount of cash flow when you don't have a home. Like I stated, 30 to 40% of people's income is going toward their home. You get rid of that. You get past that. And all of a sudden you now have freed up capital to start investing more, right? Think about that. Right now you may be, if you're, if you're investing, you may only be able to invest like, I don't know, 4% of 3% or whatever extra on top of your mortgage, right? You may, that may be all you're able to invest. So think about opening up, busting wide open, 30 to 40% of your income going to investing after your house is paid off. You, you see that? You, you see that piece? Like you're, you're, there's opportunity costs on the back end of paying off your home early. You're going to earn that back. Like don't think, and I know compound interest, I know, throw, me, throw out all the words you got for me. What I'm saying is once you add the emotion in there, once you add the opportunity after the mortgage is paid off, you free up all this income to just start pounding the investment. I'm going to show you numbers on that. You will build wealth in a very, very quick fashion. You will. You will. And so don't think, oh, I'm missing time. And and you've said, even you've said in, in Time's episodes in the past that that time is, is of the essence. And if you'll start early, you'll, you're right. I have, but I've also showed track records where people have started in their thirties and they become millionaires in their mid fifties, right? Like I've, we've, we've looked at that and that was not taken into equation that they were saving 30 to 40% of their income, right? So this is a totally different, I've never, I've never actually put those numbers together for you on, a, on any episode that I can remember. This is saying that someone is saving 30 to 40% of their income for just a few years and there's opportunity cost that comes with that. So keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. It's highly valuable. The last piece, the last point that I want to make is that extra flow, cash flow does provide some flexibility. It does provide flexibility. You can use it to invest, you can use it to enjoy life, you can use it to save for other financial goals. The key is that you will gain control of your money. You're going to lose your mortgage, 
right? You're going to free up that 30 to 40% of your income and you can do whatever you want with it, right? You can do whatever you want with it. Let's say you had a, you had a, one of the, your, you know, one of the, the people in your home, whether the husband or the wife lost their job. Not as big of a deal when you don't have a house payment, right? Not as big of a deal. COVID hits. One of you loses a job. Not as big of a deal when you have a paid off house, right? Like those are real life feelings that you can experience. And most people truly can't, the same way people can't realize what life is like without a car payment, people can't really imagine what it's like to not have a house payment. People feel like that's just something you just have for your entire life. And it's not true. It's really not true. You just have to devote effort. So um, a couple of, uh, of images I did want to throw up uh, just to show you that, you know, I did a couple things. The first image that I wanted to show you is right here where you have, this is someone that invested for their entire uh, 30-year mortgage. Let's say they put an extra $200 um, into investments and not into their their mortgage. So, or into a, in a um, paying extra on the home. So look at that. Like you can see that the overall value in 30 years of a 30-year mortgage where they were able to put an extra $200 a month into investing versus into a um, uh, into their home to pay it off early, they, they end up with $271,000, okay? Now, let's drop that image and let's show you someone that they said, you know what? I'm just going to pay my mortgage for the the entire 15 years. 15 years of my mortgage, I'm going to just get it paid off early. I'm going to pay um, 200 extra dollars toward my mortgage and I'm going to get that thing paid off in 15 years, right? 200 extra dollars is, is what, I, is what I, I base this calculation on. So what, what does that look like, right? The first image I showed you was someone that paid for their entire 30-year mortgage they said, you know what? I, the opportunity cost for investing is better. I'm putting $200 extra every month into investing, and I'm going to end up with $271,000. But at the end of my 30-year mortgage, I'll start investing more, right? This person said, you know what? I'm going to put the extra $200 toward my mortgage. I'm going to get that paid off in 15 years. And for the next 15 years where I would have had a mortgage, I'm going to be investing hyper-focused, that 30 to 40% of my income. In this in this equation, um, that put us up to 1393 is what was invested. So over 15 years using the same exact person, just the person that chose to pay off their home in 15 years and then invest for 15 years, they had $453,000, $453,000. You see the difference? You see the difference? Almost $200,000 more to just get the house paid off early and it started just pounding your investments on the back end, right? Just, just, unload on investing at the back end of your mortgage. Get the get the emotional freeing of paying off your house early. Get that emotional freeing of paying off your house early, right? Pay off your house early because in the end you can unload, unleash all all at all of your capital to investing on the back end and you will come out more profitable. So, I'm I'm telling you there you you won the financial game. You won the emotional game. You won it all. Like you are in control of your of your future destiny right there. If you will just knock that out, you'll knock it out. It's it's much better. It, it, every single time 
pay off the house early over investing every single time, every single time. And, and I hope that those, those reasons will, will provide, like I said, there's comfort in it. There's comfort in it. Job loss, emergencies, all of those things away. They're gone away. Vacations, family vacations, memories, all of those things are, are paid for with the capital at the, at the end of that home, the, the, the mortgage can pay it off, right? So what can you do? What can you do to pay off your mortgage faster? Well, I wanted to show you a couple of tips. Uh, first thing you can do is make bi-weekly half payments to help kind of reduce that interest. Uh, what that does is kind of it, it decreases your loan value halfway through the month, right? Versus paying those full upfront every month. Um, you can do bi-weekly payments instead. You, I've even seen where you, you know, it kind of equates to a, a like an extra house payment on the back end of the year. Um, so you, you've all of those things, there's benefits in it because you're decreasing that overall loan value. So what they're charging the interest against is lower. Uh, so you're going to, you're going to reduce the amount of interest you pay. So that means more money towards more of your capital is going toward the principal of the loan. Um, other thing you can do is just set up those auto payments to just schedule a little bit of extra, like I said, a hundred bucks, 50 bucks, whatever you can do that for extra principal going toward or extra money and toward the principal of your loan. Third thing you can do is just round up to the nearest hundred. So if your mortgage is like 1350, just round it up to 1400, just pay 1400 flat. Like that's just a little small thing you can do, uh, to help pay that off early, save windfalls. And I talk about this for everything. This is, can be for debt. This can be for paying off mortgages. This can be for saving for big purchases. This can be for anything. When those windfalls come in, like tax returns and bonuses and lump sum, um, uh, amounts that come in for, for various reasons that, you know, they just fall in your lap, right? Call windfalls, um, make lump sum payments toward your home, make lump sum payments toward whatever it is that you're going for paying off debt, make lump sum payments with those things toward those other items in your life, right? That's, that's something you can do, uh, refinance when you, when there's opportunity to, if it makes financial sense, please sit down with someone before you go through this. Dropping to a lower interest rate doesn't always make sense. There are closing costs with a loan, so it doesn't always make sense. Um, sometimes, maybe, depends on how deep into your loan you are. Depends on how much your interest you're dropping off of it. Just remember that it doesn't always make sense. So don't just go refinance just because the lower interest rate's available. Do the math. There's there's a, there is math that goes with that, and when that's you know a good idea or not a good idea, um, sometimes it's better just to keep paying the loan you got. And then avoid cash out refinancing or home equity loans. Just stay away from them. Uh, get rid of the get rid of the the all the aspects. Just get your house paid for. Don't open up lines of credit on your house. Like like just get the house paid for and own it. And and you will be able to build savings. You'll be able to build investing. You'll be able to build all those things faster when you are done with that. Okay. I hope that 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 really like brought a little bit of, of light to your future. I hope that it really opened up your eyes to think a little bit differently about this. Uh, like I said, this, this just all stemmed from a conversation at a lunch. Um, but it, it does matter. And when you're playing the game, you can't always make money about numbers and math because it doesn't work. Because the second you add that emotional component to it, people react differently. They do things differently. And we need to make sure that we keep that in, in scope of our conversation. So guaranteeing returns from 
no debt is better than speculation on the on the backside. Okay. The sooner you can become debt free, the more benefit you will have with your money, right? So commit to how like what are you going to implement today? Are you going to round up to the nearest hundred? Are you going to put a put a, a auto payment an extra you know principal payments in there or, or like what are you going to do? You're going to do the biweekly half payments. The biweekly half payments. I will say some some mortgage companies don't allow that. Um, some mortgage companies you're going to need to pay. Uh, you're going to need to pay a, a, your money by the fifth of the month or whatever. You're going to need a full payment by the fifth of the month. Uh, so you have to time that up correctly so that you may have to make a full payment and a half payment, uh, something of that nature. Talk to your mortgage provider before you just jump into the biweekly half payments to reduce interest because of the fact that there are some other little pieces. I don't want you getting a late charge on there and you're like, well, I've made the full payment, but it's, it's how they, it's how they do their, 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 like, what do they consider a payment and what they don't like? Right. So talk to them, get the advice from them on how to set that up. Tell them that's something you're interested in and let them walk you through the steps to do it, but pick a strategy, implement it, pay off that house and don't let the math equation tear you down this rabbit hole of saying that keeping my mortgage is better than paying it off because of opportunity cost investing. It's not, it's not, it's really not. So make sure that you, you know, pick your strategy that works for you. Don't try to implement everything at once. Pick one or two things, start to implement those. And then you can, you can do a couple of other things along the way. Okay. Hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you already take control of your finances and ensure you're on the right path to reach your financial goals, if you need to sit down with someone uh, to help you build your personal plan, go over to thefinancialmirror.org and hit book now and you can schedule a free consultation today with me. We can go through whatever the questions you have. We can go through and make sure that we have a plan put together for you to reach your financial goals and we will do that together and and get you on the right path. If you do want to give an extra dose of support to the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop, pick you up some awesome financial mirror gear. All of that money goes right back into the stream uh, to help grow and, and just make this stream better. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple or Spotify, those five-star reviews and written comments go a long way. If you're on YouTube, if you're on the meta, all those things, uh, just subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave a comment, tell me what you think. Um, and then don't forget to share this with all of your friends and family members just so that they can learn the same things you're learning and just surround you with building, building a community of people in your life that are just on the right track for their personal finances. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Hope you got something out of it. Uh, continue to, to grow and work on improving the one thing you can control yourself. Until uh, next week, that is our plan. That is our motto. Improve the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves, change our mentality, and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned. Regardless of your platform, help us grow as a community. Please like, subscribe, and share with the people in your lives.